Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, and welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Rach Cass, and let me tell you a little bit about her. So when Rachel was uh, lost in neuropathy pain from leg surgery, she looked for answers to claim the sod effects. Lost with no answer in modern Western efforts, only making Making and masking everything, Rachel turned to the study of Old Eastern Holistic and found answers. She took this as a calling to start educating others and bring both realms together, Western and Eastern. Later, when starting her teachings, she has now included diversity techniques to help others as a whole and make them their best advocate. Rachel also struggles with bipolar disorder, which we'll allude to that a little bit, but today we're going to focus on how she deals with PTSD. For those of you that's um, post-traumatic stress disorder, and we're also going to just really bring some awareness around mental health since we are winding down Mental Health Awareness Month, but that does not mean the conversation stops after this month is over. So without further ado, please welcome Rach Cass. Thank you so much for having me. My, so. my pleasure, Rachel. And I know that you do quite a bit of things, but before we dive into our actual segment, I want the audience to get a chance to get to know you in a fun but personal way. So I do that by either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. And it's rapid for a reason. So <laughs> what are you in the mood for? Rapid 10. Okay, so we're doing rabbit fire with Rach and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. If you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? To keep on fighting through. To never give up on yourself. Question two. Favorite color. Favorite color. Oh, my goodness. My kids ask me this all the time. I I, I can't cop out with rainbow, <laughs> but I do love all the colors. Um, I'd probably say chocolate brown. Question three, being a, a twin mom, not once, but twice, how do you keep going? <laughs> oh, they are almost adults. I'm so happy about that. But the times that me and my ex-husband um, we're coming in and out of our relationship and, you know, their long, younger years, I pretty much did it on my own. So it's literally the same way you take care of mental health. It's a day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute, whatever you need to do to get through that time. <laughs> Four, favorite food. Favorite food. I, you know, it used to be very much Mexican, but I am leaning towards that Indian food. Oh my goodness. Yes. Five, coffee, tea, or neither? You know, I am a coffee person, but I love my water. Okay. Yes, I can rock with the H2O. Question five. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, probably mindfulness for everyone. 
Question six, what is your happy place? Oh my goodness. I love to travel. Um, having my kids at a very young age, I wasn't able to travel like I wanted to. Started at age 18, but now that they're getting older, I am able to leave them at home and pray that the house doesn't burn down and go travel. So I don't really have a favorite place yet because I'm just exploring now. Seven, if you could have a lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who are you eating a meal with? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, I think Gandhi, because, you know, he, he was back in that time about mindfulness. I think it's even more important now. Eight, you just hit the lottery. You must donate to three charities of your choice before the remainder of the proceeds are released. So what charities are you contributing to? So I was just asked to be a blessed ambassador for the app, app Blessed, and that we can totally talk about a little bit later on, um, but definitely Blessed would be one of them. Um, I would try to um, do something in diversity because um, our black and brown people um, get it the hardest through police. And even though I support the police, I don't support all their efforts. So maybe something in that. And then um, definitely um, the, um, the donation that I'm doing right now is for um, OUR, which is to stop um, sex trafficking. Amazing, amazing charities there. Nine. What is your favorite movie or book? Favorite movie would always be The Notebook. I love The Notebook. (laughs) And 10, it's our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you choose to pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Play. Okie dokie. Have you ever had an off day where you just said, you know what, I'm better than this, but today is just that day where I could just knock someone down. Like this person is all up in my grill, all up in my face, and I could just punch their lights out. (laughs) I love that. Um, I would say absolutely. I mean, who doesn't have that, right? You can't be in mindfulness all the time. You know, um, I remember one time that I opened my car door and accidentally tipped this other car. Didn't do any damage, but he yelled at me and I said, I'm sorry. And he would not let it rest there. I'm like, I didn't do any damage to your car. Will you please let it rest? He's like, no, you hit my car. I'm like, you were parked a little too close to mine. What else do you want me to do? Do you want me to, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't suck you. I'm, you know, I'm with somebody. So yeah, you know, we all have that moments where we're not the best in mindfulness. We're all being educated and how to do it better. Amazing. <laughs> I 
And thank you for playing rapid fire, Rach. So let's dive into dealing with PTSD. And for those of you who are not sure what PTSD, I'm just going to read a brief description and Rachel's going to go into more details since she's dealing with it. So PTSD, also known as post-traumatic stress disorder, can be described as a psychiatric disorder that may occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event, such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist act, war or combat, or rape, or who have been threatened with death, sexual violence, or serious injury. And it may look a little different for each person that may be dealing with it, but the important is to recognize certain signs and symptoms, and the condition may last for months or even years with triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma that accompanied the intense emotional and physical reactions. So Rachel, would you say that definition based on the dictionary is a good example of what you are currently dealing with? 120%. Yep. So walk us through your journey. When were you first diagnosed and how did you know it was PTSD? So the reason why I knew it was PTSD and we don't have to get into it, but, um, my brother experienced it when he was over, um, fighting war himself. So I kind of noticed like some of the symptoms in him that I was experiencing in myself. And literally during the pandemic, I was working at the hospital, still am, love my unit. But the thing is, is that I was at the Mall of America. We live in Minnesota. So, and I was there with my fiance. He's completely to oblivious at this moment. Not anymore. He's been educated, but what PTSD was. And I said, I need to get out of here in this moment. I cannot breathe. And what was going on was there was a bunch of people, the mask mandate in the mall had just been lifted and I, I couldn't breathe. I needed to get outside in that moment. Um, and I, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm visualizing peace people in bed. He's like, you're in the mall. What are you talking about? PTSD is for soldiers. Well, later on, I did absolutely school him. We had an episode on my podcast, Infusion Health, on what PTSD is. And I think it's always important that people don't, mm, that they understand that PTSD has been acknowledged because soldiers get it more often than, and more, um, more seen than anybody out there, but anybody can experience PTSD. Wow. Yes. And I'm over here nodding because sometimes people think that it's just like you said, soldiers that only get PTSD, but um, mothers could have PTSD after, you know, going through a traumatic pregnancy. Children can have PTSD, especially if they are in a abusive um, home environment or if they've been a victim of bullying or et cetera. 
it does not discriminate. So no matter where you come from, what your socioeconomic status is, or et cetera, it does not. So we have to do our part to educate other people on what exactly PTSD is. And your story, Rach, is totally different than somebody else's story. But does that mean that they should diminish what you're going through? No. So what, um, and especially in the hospital setting, I want to bring that back to the forefront in a sense. Because working in the hospital setting, in the height of the pandemic, we know the hospital was overpopulated with patients and understaffed with nurses because there was a lot of polarization happening. Oh, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Okay, if you don't get the vaccine, you just can't come to work, or some people were terminated, some people were on leave, or etc. And then you see that there were certain corners that were um, cut short, not that y'all did it intentionally, but just because you didn't have the bandwidth or the manpower to make sure that everybody was taken care of. And I'm sad to report, you know, my dad was one of the patients where his care was cut short and he ended up with medical negligence. Three days after being in the hospital, he was paralyzed from the waist down. And I'm like, how the hell does this flipping happen? Like you go in walking and then three days later, you're telling me that he can't walk. His entire quality of life shifted. So did you feel like the pandemic heightened or diminished your PTSD in a sense? 1000% that's where I got it from. Because as you touched base on, I do have bipolar. So I knew it wasn't that. I've had panic attacks in the past and I've conquered those. So I knew exactly where this had came from. And especially when I was at the mall and had, had a visualization that people were in beds. Now, who's going to be in a bed in a mall? I mean, nobody, right? But the thing is, is that during the hospital, I mean, during the beginning of the pandemic in the hospital, we were doing the best with what we had. You know, some of our resources were shut, and especially our education was null and void, right? And I remember many times where I thought this patient was completely safe, six hours into my shift, I have one hour left. I'm told, well, Rachel, those six hours that you had with that patient, they have COVID. Wow. Not properly masked, not properly anything. And during the really high peaks of it, you were gowning up and gowning down, gowning up and gowning down, gowning up and gowning down, and then going and mm, praying that you're clean enough so you're not getting sick. You're praying that you don't bring it home. And you're praying that the next room that you go into that doesn't have COVID at that time, you properly cleaned yourself, your body, so that they don't get it from you. Yeah, that's so important. The cross-contamination and just doing your due diligence to make sure that you're safe, but also the people that you are taking care of are also safe. And we all saw that there was a point in the hospital settings. And the reason why I know that is because I was there to help my father, but then also because um, some of my family members were on the front line. Some are nurse practitioner, nurses, and et cetera. And they were saying that the hospital did not even have enough PPE for them. So there were some times where the nurses were only allotted to get one N95 mask until they could source more. And I could completely understand where they're coming from because 
my background is oil and gas, but my degree is supply chain and logistics. So I know all about the different supply and demand and some of the bottlenecks that we face because we have vessels that are sitting out in the ports that can't come in for various reasons because there's a there's a backlog. So by you going through all of this, did you feel like you had the support of your family members as well as the support of the hospital setting to say, hey, I need to take some time off so I could kind of figure out what's going on with me because something is not right. I'm misfiring like internally and I need to get this in alignment. I'm not saying that the hospital couldn't supply that, but we're so short staff, even right now, especially right now, and we're on the low end of the pandemic. Um, we're not over the pandemic um, because the vaccinations aren't working properly yet, and not everybody's choosing a vaccination. But the thing is, is that how much can you yourself feel safe to know that your coworkers are facing the same thing you are. So yes, I'm sure where the hospital would, because I, I was also at the same time dealing with my um, new diagnosed brain tumor. Since then I've gotten it, um, I had radiation. Um, it was how much, how much grace am I gonna give myself? And then as for the family, um, my children were going through a different type of pandemic than I was, and I'm the caregiver. And my fiance was still working too. So we were blessed in the sense that we didn't need to be laid off during the pandemic, but at the same time, we couldn't emotionally be there and help and direct our children. Okay, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that because if y'all are down um, population with the physicians or the nurses or et cetera that need to care, they can't necessarily let you go, but they can provide like things like such as telehealth and different stuff mm -hmm. like that, where you can probably on your break, take some yeah. time to really um, get that help. But then even then some of the nurses who have left the medical industry since the pandemic said, sometimes they didn't even really get a full break because it was like all hands on deck. And I feel like, okay, that contributed to a lot of burnout and burnout can definitely be something that is in the mental health space. Not saying that you're having like a mental health, you know, disorder, but it, for that period, it may be a mental health crisis because of the environmental factors that are going on around you. And with you not only dealing with bipolar disorder, which is managed, but yeah. then your brain, your brain tumor can be another thing that adds on anxiety, stress, and et cetera. Plus now the pandemic and you being on the front lines, taking care of people, all of this stuff can be contributing factors to PTSD. So what, at what stage did you um, look for different ways to cope with what you were dealing with and find the help of a um, professional, especially when you noticed that you meant uh, Western medicine wasn't working. So you needed to look out Eastern medicine and those natural modalities. So what you're referring to is when I had the leg surgery and had neuropathy, that was about four or five years ago. And I'm looking at needing the surgery again. But the thing is, is now I have the tools of holistic. Mm 
-hmm. Now I have the knowledge of how much mental health can help actually help you, especially through those moments. So December, December, two years ago, I reached out to my manager and I said, I absolutely, because I had a breakdown in the hospital while working, um, because it was too much. I hadn't even dealt with the emotions of this is a brain tumor. And am I fine? I had just been diagnosed and I needed to, you know, wrap my head around that, you know, was it cancerous? Was it not cancerous? And so I did reach out to my boss and she provided me with a therapist until my insurance was able to find one that I, I could do. And since then I've been going to her. Um, the blessing that the podcast when we started it uh not this april but last april was we started getting energy healers on the podcast and a lot of them wanted me to understand their energy work so some of them would even work with me on my energy and so paired with them working on that energy work paired with having the right medications for me paired with me knowing that I needed to take even time at home by myself so that I could be strong enough to deal deal with my family. Um, And just having all those tools and acknowledgement of what you actually need. So right medication, right therapist, right mm, energy work if you're doing it. Knowing those things is what's really helped me the most with my PTSD. Thank you for sharing that. And it's interesting how what you learned back then when you were dealing with neuropathy came into full effect whenever you were dealing with PTSD. And that's why I asked the question, because I know the knowledge that you acquire is knowledge that you're going to retain. So whenever something does pop up, you can always use that, even though the situations are different. And as we begin to wind down, Rach, is there anything else that you want to share about PTSD to help the audience look for different tools and ways that they can mitigate and deal with some of the symptoms they may be having or share this information with someone they know that is suffering? So the first thing is to understand what the symptoms not who can get it, but the symptoms of having PTSD. Mine was visualization. And sometimes I would fall back into those panic attacks. When you have a knowledge of what you're actually going through, maybe not a word for it yet, go reach out for help. And that, that's as simple as I can put it. You understand that you, this is not, mm, this is very abnormal. You can list out what's going on with you that's different. Go get help. Yes, get help. And I love that you said, look for the symptoms, get the help and realize that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. So you can begin to live life optimally and you can conquer this issue. You could get ahead of it and mitigate it and diminish some of the symptoms that you are facing. So those symptoms do not keep you containerized or complacent or have you feeling at your lows. And Rach, please let the audience know how they could connect with you via your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. I probably hang out on TikTok, so it's Infusion Health. And then you guys, my website is 
infusionhealthpodcast.com. So infusion, like a blood infusion, health, take care of yourself, and then podcast. Amazing. So Infusion Health Podcast, primarily on TikTok. She's TikToking, y'all. And, <laughs> and then she's also on the front line. So we want to commend Rach for what she's doing on the front lines, because as she alluded to, the pandemic is not over the amount has just lowered. And when we say the amount has lowered, the amount of COVID cases, but you still have to be diligent and practice your due diligence whenever you're going out and interacting with people because you don't know if they have underlying issues or comorbidities. So we want to be respectful of that just as we would like others to be respectful of us. And Rach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing your journey with PTSD and just letting us in your world in a sense all of your contact information i will have them in the show notes audience make sure you like comment and subscribe we're on 40 plus platforms and you could also see all things video content by going over to our youtube channel which is gems with genesis amaris kemp for all things video (laughs) and lastly but not least i want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis to support the guests that i bring on as well as the mission behind the show which is to bring content that is educational inspirational and motivational while we also interweave diversity equity inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to have these courageous conversations to make this world a better place for all of us that are in it. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. If you want to be a sponsor, find out more info by going to genesisamarscamp.net and clicking on the podcast tab to learn more. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.